Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Recovery Podcast. My name is Jim Lang. I'm the Vice President and Director of Addiction Recovery Ministries here at America's Keswick. And each week we want to bring you a devotion that, that gives you a glimpse into our, our curriculum here uh, at the Colony of Mercy and at Barbara's Place. And so uh, last week we were talking about sanctification and we're going to continue to talk about that uh, a little bit. And we, and we talked about how sanctification really is... Um, God conforming us into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. And we see that in Romans 8, uh, verse 28 and 29. It says, We know all, that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. So sanctification is the process by which we are changed into the image of Jesus, that, that we are conformed into his image and God uses all things for our good. Our good is that we become like Christ. If we were to kind of uh, uh, just kind of summarize what God's agenda for our life is, it would be change. Uh, God wants to change us. He wants to grow us into the image of his son. We see that here in Romans 8. He says all things work together for good. And so everything that's happening in your life right now, every all the trials that you're facing, all the difficulty that you're facing, God is using that for your good. He's using it to conform you into the image of your son. And we see that throughout scripture. There's a story in Exodus 17 that I that I return to a lot because I think it's it's such a beautiful picture for what, what God does in our lives. Uh, and the, the Israelites had been rescued from slavery in Egypt and God is leading them uh, towards the promised land. And uh, we pick up the story in Exodus 17, verse, verse 1. And it says, The entire Israelite community left the wilderness of Sin, moving from one place to the next according to the Lord's command. They camped in Rapidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. So the people complained to Moses, Give us water to drink. And so the, the people are heading towards the promised land, and, and they get to this spot where there's no water to drink. And I don't know about you, but but I don't know if you've ever been without water. Uh, here at Keswick, it happens every now and then, and, and it is frustrating. And you could you imagine millions of people traveling together, and everyone's thirsty, and everyone's cranky, and, and everyone just is, is just needing something to drink. Uh, but I want you to take a look at verse 1. They go to a place that has no water, but who, who led them there? Who led them to the place that had no water? It says right here that they moved from one place to the next, according to the Lord's command. And so they were following God and God led them to a place where there was no water. He led them into a difficult place. And when we, when we ha have difficulty in our life, it's never pleasurable, but God is always at work. And, and we are always experience something of God that we never would have if we didn't go through that difficulty. And that's exactly what happens in this story pick up in verse 2 it says why are you complaining to me Moses replied to them why are you testing the Lord but the people thirsted there for water and grumbled against Moses they said why did you ever bring us up from Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst and, and we do this all the time where we we uh, when we face difficulty we make accusations against God and Israel the Israelites here are pretty much saying like it would have been better for us to die in Egypt it would have been better for us in, in slavery. And instead of God moving away from his ungrateful people, he moves towards them. 
And verse 4, Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What should I do with these people? In a little while they will stone me. The Lord answered Moses and says, Go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take the staff you struck the Nile with in your hand and go. I'm going to stand there in front of you at the rock at Horeb. When you hit the rock, water will come out of it and the people will drink. Moses did this in sight of the elders of Israel. And so God leads them uh, to this place and he has Moses take his staff and, and, and look what it says here. Take the staff you struck the Nile with. And when Moses struck the, the Nile with his staff, uh, the people of Egypt were judged. And so the army of, Israel, of, of Egypt was engulfed by the water. And so the staff represents judgment. And so God kind of orchestrates this courtroom here, this court scene um, where, where someone's going to be judged. And so you have the ungrateful people and then you have a holy and righteous God. And God says, I'm going to stand there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. And then God instructs Moses to hit the rock. It's God who takes the judgment instead of the ungrateful people. And this, this should, should point us to the cross. This is exactly what happens uh, on the cross of Christ. Is that Jesus takes the, the punishment that, that we should take and, and the judgment falls on him so that we can live. And so the Israelites experience water from the rock and they experience God in a way they never would have experienced him uh, because of the difficulty that, are, that, that they're facing. And so I'd ask you, what difficulty are you going through? Uh, this is why James uh, in chapter one says that you can count it all joy when you face various trials. And again, it's not because trials are fun and, and trials uh, should, should cause in us a happiness. Uh, no, that'd be insane. It's just that we know from trials, from difficulty, uh, we're going to experience God in a way that we wouldn't have experienced Him if we hadn't gone through that. And it's a, a time where we can try, learn to trust the Lord and it'll grow us in holiness. It will conform us into the image of His Son. We see this in a New Testament story as well. In Mark chapter 4, uh, where, where Jesus and his disciples are crossing over uh, the Sea of Galilee. And in verse 35 of chapter 4 says, On that day when evening had come, he told them, Let's cross over to the other side of the sea. So they left the crowd and took him along since he was in the boat, and the other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and waves were breaking over the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. He, Jesus, was in the stern, sleeping on the cushion. So they woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to die? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Silence, be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And so we see the, the disciples here uh, crossing over the sea, and look who led them there. It says, On that day when evening come, he told them, Jesus told them, Hey, let's go to the other side of the sea. It was Jesus who was leading them into this storm. And in the midst of the difficulty, these were seasoned sailors. They knew how to handle a storm. So this storm must have been raging to the point <coughs> where they were fearful of their lives. And they even question God's care for them. They question Jesus' care for them. He, he, they say, teacher, don't you care that we're going to die? Jesus is sleeping. And it's not that Jesus doesn't care. He's not sleeping because he, he doesn't care. He's sleeping because he's in control. 
He's in full control. And then the disciples get to experience God. They get to see God in a way they never would have seen him if not for the difficulty. It says Jesus got up, he rebuked the wind and, and said to the sea, silence, be still. And the wind ceased and the sea went calm. They saw the creator God command his creation and it listened. At the beginning of the passage it says the disciples were afraid, they were fearful. And that, that word that's, that's used there is a, is a fear of dread. It's dread, it's fear of death, it's, it's fear of perishing. And then after Jesus calms the, the wind and the waves, it says they, they were afraid of him. But this word for fear is the, is the word awe. It's, it's a, it's a life-altering fear. It's, I'm gonna now orient my life around this fear. If you, it's the word for phobia. If, you, if you're scared of something, if you're scared of heights, I'm scared of heights. I, I live my life not going anywhere where, I, where I'm up high and vulnerable. And so I orient my life around that fear, and that's exactly what the disciples did. They saw Jesus command the wind and the waves and it instilled in them an awe that shaped the rest of their lives. And they never would have grown in that way if it wasn't for the difficulty. And so don't despise the difficult days. Allow God to transform you and to conform you into the image of his son through them. Hope you enjoy this devotion. If you or anyone you know is struggling with addiction, uh, please give us a call. You can reach me at 732-350-1187. I'm extension 1041. And we will see you next week. Have a great day.